you said something when you were talking about how everything fell apart. You used the words, we knew. Mm-hmm. We knew something was going to click. Something was going to work. And even when it wasn't going your way, how did you deal with that? When things weren't going your way in your darkest days, how did you muster up the strength to keep going? We sat down and we said, okay, we need a game plan. And we just sat there and we said, we know we could do it. This is just another setback. Let's see what it is that we need to do to make the next thing work. Have you ever felt like there's a secret club of successful contractors and you're left outside? Want in? Well, you just found the entry door. Welcome to the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Each episode, we pull back the curtain, revealing the stories, strategies, and secrets that top leaders use to grow their home improvement business and enjoy more success, more wealth, and more freedom. Discover more at thewealthycontractor.com. Now let's get into today's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. And this is Our Valentine's Month episode with us, we have Ken and Patty Bear from A&P Remodeling out of Knoxville, Tennessee. Welcome, guys. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, these two are awesome. Wait until you hear this story. This is a great, great story. And joining me again on this episode is my business partner and life partner, Addie. Hi, Addie. Hello. Hey, so Addie. Happy to be here. So give us your, kind of give us the backstory of uh, your business adventures. Well, I started in sales in uh, when I was about 25 years old. Had an opportunity to sell some windows down in Maryland and Philadelphia. And from there, got into refacing with Sears Cabinet Refacing up in New York. And then went on a blind date and met Patty. And her best friend was working with me at Facelifters. She was selling kitchens. I was selling windows and siding out of Bridgeport, Connecticut. And she came up. And you could tell a little bit about that story when you came up for the holiday. Well, we we met him uh, in a parking lot. And uh, first thing I saw, he had a diamond in his ear. Looked real, real polished, real cool. And... I think it was love at first sight. Yep. And then we, we the diamond in the parking lot. The diamond in the ear did it. That's what did it. Yeah. That's all it takes, Brian. Yep. Awesome. (laughs) So from there, I actually was working. So she came along with me on leads. And uh, I told her, just whatever you do, don't say anything, just be quiet and uh, listen along. And then we'd go out to dinner after the leads, only because she was up for a short time. She had four children and divorced. I had two children in New York, divorced, and we wanted to make the most of the time that we had. So we went back and forth uh, to Florida. She was in Florida, South Florida. I was up in New York, kept going back and forth uh, over the months. And finally, one of us had to make a move. So I said, I'll move down to Florida. And we started living together. And um, we started a business called Laminates R Us, which was laminate flooring back in 2000 in South Florida. Supposed to be a small little business out of Coral Springs, Florida. And we ended up in uh, in about nine years, we built it up to 19 million in sales. And that was basically the catapult of how we got to where we are today. That business we took and um, we faked it till we made it. 
And, you know, we kept getting written up in Inc. Magazine as one of the fastest growing private companies in America. We we're in Qualified Remodeler every year growing constantly. And our biggest problem with that business was it was a tremendous amount of advertising and the inventory was the real problem. We had Shaw making private label wood sample uh, floor laminate floor samples for us at the time. And we were just in Coral Springs, which is a small area, South Florida, Southeast. And from there, we wanted to grow. So we had to go to Tampa and we didn't know exactly how to do that. And we came up between Patty and myself systems and processes of how can we open another office without physically having another office? And we came up with um, logistic companies to, to store the materials so we didn't have to have a physical location. We had salespeople that worked out of their homes and we had uh, installers that worked out of their home, delivery people because the wood had to acclimate. As I said, we did a tremendous amount of advertising. We were the official flooring company of the Florida Marlins, the Florida Panthers, the Miami Dolphins, the Florida Gators, uh, Atlanta Braves, and we were just spending money and kept building the business. We got all the way through the whole state of Florida, got into Georgia, started doing Dallas and Houston, Texas, and then the economy crashed. 2007, 2008, never saw it coming, didn't know much about it, and we threw every penny we had back into the business, over a million dollars back in thinking this was going to end soon and we could get back on top of the world, and it didn't. It collapsed. Our whole world collapsed. We had to close the business. We lost houses. We lost cars, high-end cars, beautiful home. And we couldn't even get a job at Walmart. It was terrible. I mean, we were overqualified everywhere we went. We stayed in our house uh, until we could have stayed there longer. We couldn't pay the utilities. We weren't paying the mortgage, obviously, at that time. And we moved up to Greenville, South Carolina, because our granddaughter was living up there. And it was our only granddaughter at the time. And from there, we tried to do something. We knew together we were going to do something else, and we knew we were going to make it again, and we knew that it was going to be in the home improvement business. We just didn't know how and when that was going to happen. So we tried everything possible. We did gutter guards. We did uh, insulation in the attic. We did windows. We did siding. We did so many different things, water systems. Uh, we tried every little thing. Nothing worked. And the key, I think, that you're trying to get out of us being couples on here is we needed each other. At certain times when she was strong, I was down in the dumps. The next day it would be the opposite. I would be strong and she'd be down in the dumps. And it could have tore somebody apart very quickly. It could have tore, and it does, a lot of marriages and stuff. We weren't even married at the time. We, were, we literally just got married in June of this year after being together 20 years. Yeah, congratulations. Years. Yeah. Congratulations. So, yeah. <laughs> so why don't you explain a little bit with the flyers and stuff? Oh, so we just said we have to do something. We have to think outside of the box. So we printed up 2,000, 3,000 flyers um, for the business that we were doing at the time. And we went and we sat in the car. He drove and I had my arm out the window sticking these flyers in people's mailboxes. And if, if you've ever driven in the car with him, you understand that my arm was bruised because he's hurry up, put it in, put it in. And I kept getting stuck in the mailbox as he kept moving the car. And we went and we we went to 2000 homes, put them in the in the mailboxes, was so proud of ourselves, came home totally exhausted, sitting at the table. And we said, I can't wait for that first call. The phone rings, pick it up. And it's the Postal Service. Postmaster General. 
Yep. I knew that was coming. Yep. Um, and he goes, and this was just a preface that this was our, our last hurrah. We had like, yeah. we put everything at the Vista print who was very brand new at the time and, and got these flyers, four colors on both sides. We're all excited. And postmaster general goes, you know, it's against the law to put that in the mailbox. I said, okay. Um, you know, figuring he's going to give a slap on the, on the wrist. He goes, well, we sent our guy behind you and he pulled everyone out and burnt them at the post office. Oh my God. We looked at each other. I think we cried. Think Probably we did. did. Yeah. Saying, yeah. now what? Yeah. I said, we just had this black cloud saying, how do we get out of this? And we ended up, I, I went, I said, it was around Christmas time. I said, I'm going to go to, uh, back to just selling windows. I got to go what I know I could do, make some quick money. Ken, what year is okay. this? Just for context, okay. what year is this? This is uh, 2010. 2010. 2010. Okay. So we're living in Greenville, go for an interview with a man who was looking for a window company. My resume was actually a stack of ink magazines and qualified remodeler. And I walked in the door and he had, at the time, flat screens are very common now, but back then it was a very unusual thing to walk in this office with a flat screen. And he had all these logos flashing. He had a painting company. He had a window company. He had a solar company. He had a siding company. He had a roofing company, a handyman Handy company. Yeah. And he did cabinet refacing for Home Depot. So I was like pretty impressed. I walked in and then I saw Home Depot. I knew Mary Gross, um, who a lot of people on the phone very well. I knew Mary. And... I said, you know, Mary Gross? And he goes, I know Mary Gross. You know, Mary Gross? I go, yeah. And I put the books on the table and we just hit it off. And he said, why don't you come back tomorrow? You could be my partner. And I go, all right. I, I said, sounds good. I, I don't know what it meant, but that was it. Get out. We had one car at the time that her mother gave us enough money to buy a used car. And I call her up and I said, she goes, how'd it go? I go, well, he says I'm his partner, but I don't really know what that means. So Bottom line, we got into, uh, I started doing cabinet refacing with him. And I knew, like I said, I knew Murray in the past. So uh, I, I learned very quickly on how to do the cabinet refacing part of the business. Let's just say real quick that yeah. Murray Gross owned probably at the time, one of the large, if not the largest cabinet refacing company in the country. He sold it to Home Depot for Ninety-three million. Huge, yeah, huge amount of money. And this is still in Greenville, right? This green. It was actually Charlotte, but we moved up to Charlotte, South Carolina. Okay, so you go back the next day and you say, "Okay, your partner's here." Correct. (laughs) Okay, and he goes, he goes, uh, "All right, watch this video. I just got back from this solar company, and he went to a week-long visit. He told me to watch a video. He said we're going to run a lead together. We go out and." I just been in home sales my whole life. I, I understood the whole process, the steps yeah. and everything. So we get to the end. He wants me to pitch it. I did a presentation. It's an older couple outside of uh, Charlotte area and never sold solar in my life at that point. Do the presentation. He's going to figure the pricing out because I knew nothing about it. And he goes, the wife goes to the bathroom. And he starts putting the price out with the husband. I just grabbed the paper from him, pulled it away and said, I'm going to do the pricing. And I said, let's get your wife back. Brought it to the table. We sold $34,000 solar deal. And he was like, How, how'd you do that? And I was like, well, that's sort of what I've done my whole life is right. just follow the steps. You know, I've learned from the masters over the years and just duplicated it. So I ended up building cabinet refacing for him, which was uh, a division of, it was called an SCN of Home Depot, which Mary Gross opened up all these areas and in the major markets, he ran them himself. But in smaller markets, he hired these smaller companies. As long as they were licensed, insured, 
and uh, you know, had a good record with the Better Business Bureau, he said, why don't you represent us in these smaller markets? So that's what this gentleman did at the time. I loved it. I got Patty involved. She put all the processes in place in his office to get things moving quicker. And we took it from, he was doing 35000 a week, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, a month, I think, a month Yeah, yeah. with cabinet refacing. He was selling windows and all this stuff, but I kept concentrating on the cabinet refacing. And I built it up to 350000 a month, got him a sales team, got him ISPs. And long story short, I never became his partner. That never came up again. Okay. Yeah. Patty was working there. He went back on a lot of things. Um, and bottom line was I went to Murray and said, I want to do this on my own with Patty. And he actually said, um, he, he said, I have an area in Knoxville, Tennessee, and we've never been to Tennessee in our lives, but we wanted the opportunity. We knew what we could do. And he says, uh, I also have Chattanooga. He says, why don't you take a ride? It was a Friday. Go up, take a look at the two cities and see what you want to do. And Patty and I took a ride up with my son at the time, Brian, and we went first to Knoxville. We really enjoyed Knoxville. Then we went to Chattanooga. Then we went home back to Charlotte. And Sunday, uh, Monday morning, we call Mary and he goes, well, what'd you think? He goes, Knoxville, Chattanooga. I go, we'll take both. Both. And he goes, oh, he goes I, I didn't I think about it. that. I knew it. I knew yeah. it. Yeah. He goes, I never thought of that. He goes, yeah, but we've never done anything out of this area. He said, it's all been out of Nashville where they had a corporate office. This, you know, nobody wanted to run this because it was two and a half hours from Nashville. So we took it over and we got to a million dollars quicker than any other, they call SCN, from zero to a million. And it was just... Patty was confirming. I was running the lead. She'd run with me. We'd close them. My son was in the store as an ISP creating business. And from there, it was just duplicating what I did in the past with the flooring company and what I did with, with this other gentleman in Charlotte, just hire salespeople. And if they could do half as good as I could and I could get 10 of them going, we could do very well. And that's sort of how we did it. We ended up taking over that gentleman's territory in Charlotte about a year later. We got Greenville. Um, South Carolina, we have Asheville, North Carolina, we have uh, Indianapolis, Fort Wayne, we have Paducah, Kentucky, Lexington, Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky, Birmingham, Alabama, Huntsville, Alabama, Montgomery, Alabama, and East Tennessee. So we got a nice wow. territory. We touch on 11 states. We uh, do most of our business in seven of them. And we deal in conjunction with Home Depot and 103 stores with three separate products now. So we do windows, replacement windows, we do cabinet refacing, and we do closet organization. And from that, that kept us so busy growing every year that we really never promoted KMP, although I always wanted to get back into our own game. And they sort of forced our hand into it because when COVID came, they, they made us pull all our marketers out of the stores. So we weren't allowed, they were an essential store back then, so people were allowed to go there, but we weren't allowed to market it. And they weren't going out of their way to market services because it was bad publicity. So we had all these people sitting at home in all these different areas saying, okay, what do we do now? And we just put up, we went to one of the companies that one of the shows we went to and got a website made and put some ads out, did pay-per-click and started KMP on its own. And we said, we'll just go to all the areas we're already in with Home Depot. We already have everybody there. And that's how we just keep building it and building it. Yeah, and we've what really year was that in? That's uh, well, that was right after COVID. So that okay. was uh, 2000 and yeah, 21. It's just okay. about two years ago. Last year, we did a lot of finessing and tweaking and getting a lot of technology from all the shows and accelerate. And, I mean, mm -hmm. we go to everything and, you know, we, we, 
We listen to all the sponsors. We, we try things. And it's usually David, who's our sales manager, um, my stepson, Patty's uh, son. And he was with us. I trained him from 16-year-old kid how to sell. And he, he was our sales manager in the flooring company as well. So he came up and the three of us go to all these shows. And our idea is to come up with one item that each of us want to do in the next 30 days. And then we sit down on a plane home usually because it's usually a plane right away. And we come up with our top three list and then we do 30, 60, 90. And we usually get 30 done within 30 days. 60 usually runs a little longer and 90 sort of gets pushed off to the next year. So yeah. we, we take effect and this is why we keep growing is we, we go, we learn, you know, we don't know it all. We could always learn, learn more. And we'll be seeing you in a few weeks. Yeah. Although this will be showing after that at Accelerate. <laughs> That's amazing, okay. so- you guys. Yeah, there is so much to unpack there. Yeah, there yeah, is. Yeah. Usually, usually I say I say give us the two minute backstory, but you guys, I mean, I I was not going to say that because mm-hmm. I knew there was a lot there, and wow, what an amazing story! So, give everybody a little bit of context in twenty twenty three. How many salespeople? We have twenty five presently. Wow. Uh, okay. We have twenty five. Um, we we. Had a rough year this year only because internally it was our call center. We had a call center issue. Um, we actually hired Megan Beatty and she mm-hmm. came and, and uh, didn't physically come. We, we did it virtually every week and she's terrific. Highly recommended to anybody. Oh, yeah. She's and great. She got that's us. Some business. We, yeah, we got a new person now that's turned it around. But unfortunately, there was a lot of damage done before she got in there. So yeah. it sort of hurt our numbers tremendously. They were saying all the wrong things and, and we take accountability. It falls yeah. back on us at the end of, of the day. So, yeah. you know, live and learn. There, there were enough plates spinning that we we're trying to do. And that was a big one. So we got that under control. So this year we're looking to do 24 and 24, 24 million in 2024 is our goal. So well, wonderful. That's and you guys will. No, yeah. no. Yeah. Okay. So. Wow. So, Abby, do you do you want to kick well, off? Yeah, or, I do. Or? I mean, I'm just curious. I mean, you guys have been together for so long and you've always worked together from day mm-hmm. one. How what was it? What did you see in each other that gave you that confidence to say, let's do this? That's a tissue. They just well, like hanging out with each other. He had a diamond <laughs> in his ear. It was a diamond no, earring. No that was it? Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it was... Uh, I mean, he was such a go-getter. I mean, he was always motivated. He was always looking for that next thing. And it just amazed me because I was very comfortable. I was a mother of four. I, With the divorce, I had to go out and redefine myself. So I went to school and became an esthetician and was out there doing facials at a dermatologist's office and having a blast, really enjoying myself. And then he comes in with all this sales knowledge and he's like, well, you should really sell this and you should. I said, I can't sell. And then he pointed out that every single day of my life I was selling. So I I started thinking about it and saying, you know what, why not push yourself? Why not see how far you could go? And everything that he's wanted to do, he's an entrepreneur. He's got that vision. But sometimes you need help in making that vision come to light. And I'm hoping that I add that to to his vision because it's good to put it on paper, but now you have to actually follow through with it. So that's why I think we go so well together because he's the visionary and I'm the process person. So I I could kind of like tell him what we need to do in order to, you know, make that vision um, a reality. And he's very open to listening to what I have to say and, 
you know, we we work very well together as far yeah. as making yeah. things happen. We don't procrastinate. We we're also like a yin and yang, you know, where I'm strong, she's a little weaker. And where she's uh, very strong, I may be a little weaker. And that's what's really, we can lean on each other when we know we don't know everything. So if she knows something better, let's utilize that. I've used the analogy in some Home Depot meetings over the years, uh, Penn and Teller, the, mat and the magicians. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm like Penn, the loud, obnoxious one out front, but she's like Teller behind me doing all the real magic. So she's making it happen. Well, I'm out there, you know, I just want to get bigger, bigger, bigger. I want to scale, but we're not just scaling to scale. We're scaling for bottom line. I mean, I was at the profitability with you guys as well. And the Mark, uh, Mark Curry, and Megan, you know, that's the name of the game. I'm not looking to put and say we're a $50 million company and making no money. I mean, we right. want to make money every day. Mm -hmm. That's what we're in the, that's what we're in the game for. So yeah. You know, we're so a lot of life. what you just said sounds very familiar. Yeah. yeah. That's me and her. Yeah. Yeah. Builder Prime is changing the game for home improvement contractors. Imagine having everything you need to help your business grow in one place. CRM, estimating marketing automation with SMS, production management software, and now call center dialer integration, all wrapped into one easy to use package. And it's never been easier to switch CRMs. Hundreds of contractors trust Builder Prime to grow their businesses with powerful reporting tools to see which leads are making money, which sales reps are the top performers, and where to optimize for the greatest impact. We're talking about winning more jobs, boosting productivity, and delighting your customers. Are you ready to fuel your business growth even faster without all the daily frustrations of your current tech stack? You owe it to yourself, your team, and your business to learn why everyone is switching over to Builder Prime, the only true does-it-all CRM for home improvement contractors. Head over to builderprime.com and request a personalized demo with an expert today. Yeah. And, and it's you know, funny, earlier on, you, you said something where there are days where you're down on the dumps and then the mm -hmm. other one. And, and it's been like that for, for us as well, where sometimes he has to carry me and sometimes I have to carry him just to keep mm -hmm. things going. And I don't know what it was that helped us. I know what it was. It was necessity that kind of brought us together and helped us decide that we, if we were going to do it, we were going to do it for ourselves and for our family. But I love to hear your story because it really, it, it really resonates in, in, in our journey as well. And I think, I think also I heard a lot of belief in one another. And I mm -hmm. think that's also critical. I, I get asked all the time, how do you do it? How do you work with your husband? So it's so I, I feel that it's important for other couples out there that are considering to hear these stories that might help gain confidence. And I and you hit on something really important too. You're talking about, you know, he's a visionary and that's his specialty, but my specialty is over here. And it's mm -hmm. it's about learning to comp how to complement each other. Yeah let each other shine where you each shine, but it's not a competition, right? Mm -hmm. exactly. It's about exactly. supporting each other to be our best. So working I, for I a similar goal. Yeah. We're both working for the same goal. Yeah. We just, we just closed on a building yesterday, actually, mm -hmm. uh, our new corporate headquarters. And the key to working together is she's on one side of the building <laughs> and I'm on the complete <laughs> other side of the building. So that just, uh, you know, but then we'll yeah. be talking to each other all day in the phone call. No, it, it's just a longer walk for me when he says, could you come, come here, here, please? Come here. <laughs>
That's great. Hey, Congratulations on that. Thank you. Yeah, in this yeah. market, that's amazing. Good for you yeah. guys. So one thing that I do want to point out here that I think as we're talking, yes, we're talking to a husband and wife. We're talking to two husband and wife teams. But everything that you are talking about also applies to who your key people are in your business mm-hmm. and who your partner is at home. So one of the interesting things is that I deal with a lot of people, men mostly, that are in the business every day. And their wife, spouse, partner is either at home with the kids or they have their own thing going on. And very often I ask them, well, how much does your spouse know about what's going on in the business. And a lot of times, like almost every time, it's like, well, they don't. And I'm like, but how? How is that possible? I mean, I had a conversation with a guy six months ago who's who's basically went into debt for a million and a half dollars. And if anybody's listening to this podcast, you know how I feel about going into debt to fund your business. Go into debt to buy a building, but not to fund your business. But this guy went into debt for a million and a half dollars. And I said, does your wife know about this? And he said, no. I go, how is she going to take it when you go home in the next month or two and you tell her, oh, we're going to lose our house and we have to move mm-hmm. to an apartment? I asked him, how much does she like the house she lives in? Oh, she loves it. And there's no partnership at home. And then in the business too, it's like you need the yin and the yang. You need mm-hmm. the visionary. You need somebody that has that big vision. This is where we're going to go. This is kind of how I think it's going to look when we get there, but it's like, but we're here now and you need a different type of person, a process person like Patty, like Addie to be able to bridge that gap, mm-hmm. to be able to bridge that gap. And in EOS, you know, we're, we're an EOS company. So I'm the visionary and well, she was in the other company. She was the integrator, which mm-hmm. is that relationship. And I'm glad that you guys mentioned that, but I just want to make sure that to people listening, this is not only about having a husband and wife team working together. This is, you need Patty and Addy in your business if you're a visionary. Mm -hmm. And if you are a Patty or an Addy, you need a Brian or a Ken. As big a pain in the asses as we are, you need us in order to go to to somewhere, you know, wherever that somewhere might be. So I want to go, I want to take this back a little bit and I want to talk practical like business building because you guys, I mean, what an incredible story you have. But however, you said a couple of things that are, I think, critically important. We talk about them here all the time. You said, I followed the steps. Mm-hmm. I followed the steps. So when you go in to sell something, you're not, you didn't just go in there as, oh, look at me. I'm Ken. I can sell anything. You knew the steps. You knew that when the woman got up and went to the bathroom, that's you do not put the slide, the price across to the husband. That's like that's that's like selling 101. But you pulled it away and you said, no, 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 wait a minute. That's not a part of the system. That's not first off. You knew it wasn't going to work, but it also that's not the system. The system is they're both there together. And so talk a little bit about because following the steps was not only in sales, was it? No, it's in every process that yeah. we do. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. our 
the way you design the folder. I mean, we have a folder and there's every little thing on there and every folder comes across the table the same exact way because yeah. everybody's learned. Basically, we, we learned Patty's system. Okay. Yeah. Patty created the system. We all learned her system and it works and it works great. So we tweak it, you know, when you need to. And when we bring new products in, sometimes you got to tweak something, but everything is a system. Our installers have a yeah, call center. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's and why we had a problem because they weren't following the system. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And everything has scripts. They all follow scripts. Yeah. So, you know, you know that everybody is saying the same exact thing and they're saying it when they're supposed to be saying it and overcome the objections before you even have to. So, And by doing systems, as I think you both know already, uh, it allows you the freedom. My freedom is we like to go away. We like to cruise. We like to, to travel. And we can go away and know the business is running. Mm -hmm. A few yeah. years ago, probably five, six years ago, we were the business, even though we we're still doing a lot. We had to put these people in positions in place so that we can now go away and enjoy while the business is still making money. And it's, you know, we've hung out at events yeah. and you guys are fun. You're relaxed. <laughs> You've always got smiles on your yes. faces. And that's because that's how it's supposed to be. The mm -hmm. business is over there. It's running. It should not need Ken and Patty and Brian and Addy to make money today. We should be able to leave and go away and come back. And there's more money in the bank. Mm -hmm. And there's not a whole stack of issues that and fires that need to be dealt with. No, because the people were there to deal with it because they ran the processes and they understood what winning looked like. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Because so I have a lot too. Inevitably, in any business, there's always going to be conflict. And when you're married to someone or you're, you're working with your partner, how do you handle it? Like, have you come up with a system for how to address conflict when you disagree? Let's, let's we get talk it out. We, we actually <laughs> just talk it out. And uh, we usually agree a lot more than we disagree. Yeah. And awesome. we will... We will listen to each other, you know, we'll hear each case and I try to have an open mind and we do come to conclusions. Usually I'm right, but yeah. Well, he's got a sign <laughs> yeah. on. Yes. Well, Let's usually, yeah. I'm right, yeah. Yeah, and the yeah. sign says, let's cut some time and assume I'm right, so. <laughs> yeah, let's assume I'm right, but what do you say we do? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay, let's, we'll do what you but say. Yeah. It, it's not, it's, I like we'll do that. what Patty and Addie say. I like that. Yeah. It's At least not, that, I don't know. I don't know about you, Ken, but for me, it's like, but I'm right. Here's why I'm right. But what do you but, want? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Okay. But it's not always that amicable. There are times where we don't agree and we, there's no way we could agree on something. And, you know, we'll get upset at each other and we may not talk to each other for about 10 minutes. But the one thing about us, we always kiss goodnight and yeah. we always kiss goodbye in the morning when we go to work. Yeah. So because we yeah. take separate cars. Yeah, we take to separate, go to separate cars. You know what I mean? I don't take the same place. We leave from one spot. That's our time. Alone. Us too. Us yeah. too. I smoke a cigar every day. I've had the top down in the summer. And yeah, I just that's my yeah. piece. Going to work and coming home is my peace yeah. time. You know, yeah. so she just wants to talk on the phone or listen to the radio. And, yeah. You know. By the yeah. way, did you did you just get a new fun yeah. toy? <laughs> yeah, very I nice. Saw it. I saw a yeah. picture. Oh my god! Yeah. I I saw one the other day at that. We have a dealership up the street, 
and um, Addie's car was was in the shop and they had one out. So I had to go pick her up from there. And oh, what an amazing car that is. Do we want to tell people what it is? Because they're probably curious now what it is. I don't even know what it's called. I know the brand. I don't know what it's called, though. It's it's a Maserati MC20 Celio. Celio means sky. It's a yeah. it's a convertible. They only made 250 in in the world. It's got yeah. a Ferrari engine in it. I just got it back. I just got it. I ordered it a year and a half ago, June of 2022. And I don't like waiting for things. Yeah. And Patty was shocked that I didn't go out and buy something else. But I really yeah. wanted this car. I had a beautiful car that. I wasn't upset driving. Most people would have been happy with that car. So it wasn't a real bad thing that I had to drive this other car around forever. It was an AMG GT. I'm sharing the screen. I'm sharing this. So those that are watching this on YouTube uh, will see what an MC20 looks like. What color is yours? Is it this gray? It's the gray. It's probably uh, down like the fourth row down or something. Is it this one? No, it's a darker gray. Oh, darker. Yeah. Uh, this one, if you go there, oh, this one right there, that's it. Yep. Oh, yep. look at this thing. Wow. wow. That is so sexy. those of you that are listening and you're driving, don't, you know, be safe. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, this thing is cool as hell. <laughs> we'll put it in the show are... notes. We'll hey, why don't you guys, <laughs> are you guys driving to Orlando? Uh, no, no, flying. Okay. It's too far. I want to ride. Hey, Addy, we got to go to Knoxville. Yeah, come yeah, on up anytime. Yeah, we got to go to Knoxville. I mean, we got to go, not just because of the car. Yeah. We want to hang out with you guys, too. Okay. Okay. So one last thing on conflict, though, I just want to point out that when people ask me that is, do you do you consider this statement true? And this is a question to you guys. Do you think that in any in any job that anybody has or in any business that you have, that conflict will exist? Is that a true statement? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. what I tell people is like. Why not? If it's going to happen anyways, why be afraid of it happening with your partner? Like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, yeah. you reap all the benefits and rewards of going through that journey um, in the good and in the bad. So, so I don't know. Uh, to me, it's I think it's such a wonderful thing to be able to work with your partner and to create the life and to grow together and 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 all that good stuff. So, and I I agree a hundred percent. The memories that we have, and I'm talking about. Forget the family memories, forget the vacation memories, just the memories of the businesses that we had, the other business and this business. And we're actually having this year, we're a little late. So we're having our holiday party this coming Saturday night. So everyone's coming to Knoxville, we're putting them up and doing it in a pretty cool place called the Foundry, where they actually made railroad ties back in the day. Oh, cool. so, and we're having trolleys that are taking the people from our hotel, from the hotel down to the foundry. Couldn't get trains, but we got trolleys. So it's pretty yeah, cool yeah. to try and tie it together. Mm-hmm. How Very many cool. people are going to be at this party? It's over 125, mm-hmm. something like that. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Uh, it's that cool. So we're we're, we're yeah. just talking about it. We say it every year when we look out there mm-hmm. and you say, I go to her. I don't say it out loud, but I said, all these people are counting on us for a paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. Something mm-hmm. happens to us. They're not eating, you know, yeah. and, and we love to ask, you know, or tell, you know, we'll point out people. They just got a new car. They just bought their first house ever. They just mm-hmm. had a child. And they've all been with us and we've helped watch this whole journey happen. So yeah. um, it, it's nice. We treat everybody like family. Um, you know, people have been with us. One person actually has been with us 
from our old business. Wow. That fell apart. She moved back to New Jersey and was doing something when we opened this up in Tennessee. And Patty, we got big enough. Patty needed a right-hand person. She made one phone call. She said, I could be there this week. And she showed up and came back yep. said, I want to work with you again. So um, we have people that don't like leaving, which is nice. It means yeah. we're doing yeah. something right. But, um, you know, we love it. I yeah. mean, it, it is our life, uh, but yeah. we still have enough time to get away and enjoy enjoy life. Yeah. Very okay. blessed, as you can see behind. I, yeah. So I love that. I love yeah. that. OK, so let's talk a little bit about, you know, I always say I, I, I really, really believe that success in business is 90 percent between your ears. It's mindset. Uh-huh. And it's 10% skill set. Because again, skill set could be borrowed, it could be bought, it could be rented. But mindset is it's you. Nobody else can do the work uh-huh. except you. You said something vi- at the beginning when you were talking about how everything fell apart. You used the words, we knew. Uh-huh. We knew something was going to click, something was going to work. And even when it wasn't going your way, mm-hmm. how did you how did you deal with that? When things weren't going your way and in the, you're in your darkest days, like the day of the mailbox, okay, <laughs> the day of the mailbox. That's a tough one. <laughs> that was, that's a tough one. Yeah. How did you muster up the strength to keep going? Um, I think yeah. after we finished a, a box wine, um, <laughs> we we sat down and we said, okay, we need a game plan. And we just sat there and we said, we know we could do it. This is just another setback. Let's see what it is that we need to do to make the next thing work. And if the next thing didn't work, it was just going to be a stepping stone to yeah. get to what really did work. So we took baby steps. We didn't think like by next year. We live day by day. So by tomorrow, something's going to click. Yeah. But we knew, we did know that we had all the steps in place. We knew what to do. We just needed the opportunity to get in to do it the right way. When our business failed um, and, you know, failing is okay. It means you're trying, you're doing better, you know, you're learning. If you're not failing, you're not pushing hard enough. But when it failed, we looked at why did it fail? And one was we were overextended because of we needed inventory. And why did we need inventory? Because we were selling stuff that we wanted to get in really quickly. And we'd go down to Miami to pick it up at a warehouse and they wouldn't have it anymore. They ran out. And then we had to go back and try and switch colors to make people happy. It was just a whole horror story. So we wanted to do things the right way. But as the market and the economy got bad and we couldn't get ourselves out of this, It was like, okay, so what did we do wrong? Other than the economy failed, we kept spending money when we shouldn't have, okay? We should have stopped, which I'll never get to that point again in my life. I will stop it. We'll finish the jobs and be done if it ever happened again. But it was a learning experience. And I said, the next time, we're not going to get in a business where we need all this inventory. And everything we carry now has no inventory. Everything's custom made because that was one of the biggest things. We just kept putting more and more money into this. And, you know, just wasn't the right vehicle for what we're selling. Well, and one of the big things that we do with our, well, mastermind, but now they're now it's called Success Society with all of the members that we work with. One of the things that I make everybody do is take distributions. 
you have to take the money home. And when you're doing, you're doing anything north of $10 million a year, and you have the right profit model, which to me is 15 to 20%. At 10 million, you're bringing home a million five. You can live very well on half a million, pay your taxes with the other and liabilities with the other 500 and put 500 away towards your future wealth. And as you grow, like for you guys, I mean, you should have had five, six, seven million dollars in the bank. So if the business did, for whatever reason, have a bad hiccup, and of course, you know, hindsight's 2020, but I'm saying this to people right now that are talking about, well, let's just grow and grow. And there's no end in sight to the good times. Oh, yeah, there is. Mm-hmm. There's always an end, always. And you either end up like we all did with your pants down mm-hmm. or you prepare for it and you're ready for it. And the way you do that is by being profitable today. And by taking money out of the business. Now, if you need to reinvest in the business, I always say you take the money home first. Then -hmm. you sit down and you, with your partner, spouse, whoever that other person is in your life, and you ask, is this, we have this amount of money. The business needs a hundred thousand bucks. Is that a good investment? Is that a good investment of our hard earned money? And if we both agree that, okay, yes, it's better off there than it is in the stock market or in Mm -hmm. a building or in cash or whatever, then you take it and you loan it to the business. Because one of the things that drives me absolutely insane is people that tell me, oh, I ask them, well, how much money did you make last year? Well, you know, we reinvested in the business. What the hell does that mean? (laughs) It means you made no money. You reinvested. (laughs) So you made no money is basically what you're saying. And it's infuriating to me. And so that was one point I wanted to make about that, just so that people don't make the same mistakes that you and I make, because I, we made, I made the same mistakes. Addie wasn't there. I'm the one that made the stupid mistakes. She, thank God, didn't divorce me and mm-hmm. kick my ass out of the house. She was my partner. And she said, okay, well, we got to deal with this together. And we did it together. But I just want to comment on this. So one of the things that we also, when we talk about mindset, is we have to get ourselves to a place where we've got this end vision of a, of of the the life we want to live, and the business is only a tool, is only a vehicle to support that life. So the only way you guys get to live the life that you live today is because you created this ATM machine. Basically, word I use all the time, ATM. It's an ATM machine. Mm -hmm. And that ATM machine spouts out more money than you can spend. And so it gives you the freedom to be able to go and do these things. Where people get stuck, and this was me for a long time until I finally clicked with me just a few years back. I mean, literally like seven or eight years ago. What finally clicked with me is you have to get yourself to the point where you expect that it's going to happen. Uh And you can't give up when it doesn't look like it's going to. And so I love, I'm going to go back to the beginning of what you guys said about we knew, Uh well, you expected to be where you are today. You expected this. And it didn't look like this when you did expect it. It changes over time. You just needed to eat like us. We needed to eat. And feed our kids. And feed our kids. Yeah. (laughs) You know, put a roof over their heads. 
that was where it started. Then it was like, well, you know, now we want to go on a couple of trips. So then it, your awareness grows and it grows and it grows. And pretty soon it, you know, becomes an MC20 supercar Maserati that there's only 250 in the world, but you can only achieve what you can dream. Exactly. And the only way you're going to achieve the dream is by knowing like you guys did and expecting this is going to happen. And again, to your credit and why I think that you guys have such a beautiful story is you guys were each other's cheerleaders. You guys were each other's support. You guys were true partners. And I wish that I wish for everybody listening to this, that they have that in their lives. And if they don't create it, you know, look at what it looks like model success, you know? And so I don't know. That's all I got. Addy, you got anything else? Honey. You guys have yeah, anything? Nice. And Patty, do you guys have anything else? Yeah, I was just going to say more important to us than the cars, the houses, the the buildings that we have and stuff. It's she has four children. I have two, uh, so we have six together. We have eight grandchildren, and we did for Patty's birthday this past year. We did a uh, Disney cruise, and we paid for the whole family to fly, including my mom, eighty-seven years old down to a one-year-old, one of the one-year-old grandchildren. And we all went on the Disney cruise. We flew in. Uh, 19 of us. Yeah, there. 19 and had wow. a blast. We had yeah. such a good time that this Christmas I told them, we're not going to do it this year, but we're going to do it again in 2025. And wow. that's the kind of stuff that yeah. we couldn't do without this opportunity. That's what you're working for. That's what we're working yeah. for, is yeah. to be able to do for our family what, we might not have been able, our parents couldn't do for us. I mean, we both grew up in mid, middle class, but, mm-hmm. you know, nothing doing what we're doing. I mean, it, it's it's yeah. unheard of. So, yeah. and, and it is, it's the vision, it's the mindset. It's the whole thing. I mean, I knew when I was 16, 14, even that I was going to be a millionaire. I said, when I'm 30 years old, I am going to be a millionaire. It took yeah. me a few years longer and I've done yeah. it twice. We yeah. were millionaires with the other yeah. business and then we lost it all. Right. Um, to be able to know you could take that and redo it, that it wasn't, it was our mindset, but it was also the formula. It's there. It's in writing. Everybody's teaching you this formula. Just pick up the book and follow it. Right. Do it. You could be, you could be just like us. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Well, guys, thank you. And thank you. I can't, thank you. I can't wait to, to see you guys in, I think, three weeks. But to everybody that is listening, I hope that you got some good takeaway, some good value from this. These two have an amazing story. And it's almost like I don't want to minimize your success, but I think you would say that if you guys could do it, I think you know, anybody listening mm-hmm. could also. Mm-hmm. And so don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on your partner, spouse, whoever it happens to be and um, work together and don't ever stop dreaming. With that, uh, until next time, this is Brian Kaskavalsia along with Addy Kaskavalsia. And this is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. For insights on skyrocketing your home improvement business and accelerating your journey to the success, wealth, and freedom you've always dreamed about, be sure to get your free copy of my best-selling book, The Seven Secrets to Becoming a Wealthy Contractor at www.thewealthycontractor.com. And don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. See you next time.